The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. The Explorers podcast is sponsored by RM Capital, a provider of specialist, small to mid-cap corporate advisory and boutique wealth management services. Hi, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Zinc, lead, copper, silver. They all sit within the basket of metals critical for the mega trends of decarbonisation and electrification. So it's kind of neat then that today we are catching up with critical resources, which trades under the code CRR or Charlie Romeo Romeo. It last traded at 2.2 cents for a market cap of 24 million. Previously known as Force Commodities, the company also has a new management team led by CEO Alex Biggs. I will ask Alex in a moment what is in the name, but first I will mention the company's two areas of focus. The Horse Peak Base Metals Project in the New England Fold Belt in northeast New South Wales and a high-grade copper opportunity in Oman. G'day Alex, welcome to the podcast and thanks for your time today. Uh, it's great to be here Barry and um, good to talk to you. Alex, as you're a fairly recent arrival at the company, I was hoping you could give us a bit of a, an update on your professional career to date and uh, answer that question about what is in the name, why the name changed to Critical Resources. What are you trying to tell us there? Um, critical Resources, it's, uh, it's, the name isn't lost on me um, and, and the market. I mean, if you look at Critical Minerals, um, you know, it's a, it's a pretty broad, broad suite of opportunities. So, you know, the way I see that is that, you know, we've got two great assets here, um, you know, to, to start developing our company, but it gives us opportunity to invest across multiple commodities. And as I say to everyone, right, if you're a gold company, guess what you're investing in? You're investing in gold. So for us, it gives us that breadth um, and that mandate to invest across, you know, maybe 10, 15 different commodities. Yeah. And your professional career today? Um, that's a long story. I'll give you the abridged version. Um, I, am a, <laughs> I am a mining engineer I'm from the School of Mines in Kalgoorlie, um, which is the best mining school there is, um, yeah. in case there's any question. Um, I, uh, before that, I was a mechanical engineer. Um, I originally started my, my life as, uh, you know, working in engineering over in the UK and, you know, studied mechanical engineering. And I ended up in Australia by way of a few different places. Um, and, you know, somebody pitched the idea to me that it'd probably be good to move to Kalgoorlie for four years um, and do mining engineering, which is what I did. Mm. So was it a girl or uh, career opportunities in Australia that uh, brought you to Kalgoorlie? Perhaps it was a combination of the two. Uh, it always is, I think. That's it. <laughs> but, uh, but when I finished, uh, finished there, um, I did the normal sort of, you know, site roles and, and client roles. And, uh, you know, then I worked in consultancy. Um, then I spent time working in private equity um, with an American group um, and then back on the client side and I've worked for myself um, mm -hmm. and a consultant at principal level. Okay. Now, Horse Peak on the uh, New England uh, Fold Belt. The area uh, has a late 1800s production history and it's obviously a region known for high-grade zinc, lead, copper and silver mineralisation. Uh, the company has worked up two projects that it's... Uh, uh, getting moving on, Gibsons and Sunnyside. Uh, tell us about uh, what you've got there. 
Yeah, sure. So Halls Peak is the project um, and Gibsons and Sunnyside are two of the prospects there. There's about another five. Um, and as you say, mining goes back to late 1800s, you know, small scale, high grade um, underground mining um, back then. And, you know, we see near surface like mineralization, um, both at Gibsons and Sunnyside, which is great, right? And very high grade. And if you look at a couple of announcements we put out recently, 8th of July and 20th of July, it summarises some of those uh, and some of those previous near surface um, drill results. The most recent drill program was 2016, um, and we're following up on that. The interesting thing about Halls Peak is it's never really been explored at depth, um, and I think that you know if you want to chase that scale, and we're looking at a SEDEX style deposit, and when we look at the structural um, you know um, system there, it's indicative of that, and it's analogous to things like. Mount Isa, Cannington, MacArthur River. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. talking scale there. I'm talking about the, the setting, right? Mm-hmm. So for us, um, we need to start chasing that depth potential. In 2012, there was a VTEM survey, which we've recently reinterpreted. And um, if you look back at those two announcements in July, you'll see some excellent large-scale targets there. And that's going to be the focus of our drill program at the end of this year. Yeah, lots of pretty colours in those uh... In those uh, announcements, um, right. red red is good. Um, white is better. Mm. White hot, you know. So no modern day exploration per se. Yeah, as I say, like two thousand and sixteen was the most recent, but drilling mm. only down to about two hundred meters. Right now, uh, Gibson, you've got a, an initial seventeen hole program planned. Um, Gibson is the focus. Uh, Fourteen holes. Let's start with that. Um, why is that the focus over Sunnyside? So. So what we're chasing here is the same system at depth, okay? So Gibsons and Sunnyside are about one and a half kilometres apart. Now, there's 14 holes at Gibsons, as you say, um, for about 2,500 metres and three holes over at Sunnyside. Now, the three holes at Sunnyside, there'll be about 1,700 metres there. They're longer, deeper holes, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the purpose of all these holes is we, you know, we feel we'll hit mineralisation, particularly at Gibsons because we know that there's that near surface um, expression as we've seen from recent drill programs. However, all these holes are also infrastructure um, for downhole geofits work, and that will inform the next stage of drilling for us. Right. Now, Sunnyside is uh, a virgin prospect, is that right? It's virgin as far as drilling goes. There's been some near surface mining there. Um, it's not as well uh, as well sort of mined, explored near surface as Gibson's. Um, but if you look at our targets uh, in our presentation on 20th of July, you'll see that there's some strong targets there. The deepest one we're drilling will be down about 600 metres. Um, but yeah, as far as any actual modern day drilling, no, there's not. Mm, okay. Well, the program comes at an interesting time. I think we've all seen the success you can have uh, looking, well, for zinc and lead, obviously. Uh, lead, uh, we've had that recent example of uh, Rumble Resources at its Erahidi project in WA. Market, uh, if the find is good, the market uh, is quick to reward these things nowadays. We certainly feel that. You know, I mean, zinc is sitting around that 3000 um, bucks a tonne at the moment, which is which is good. Um, correct in that you say that uh, Rumble, you know, people use that as a peer comparison. Um, you know, it's something that we look at. Um, I remember when they were, I don't know, 30 odd million dollars, right? I mean, yeah. I guess before that, you look at a, a, a lead project. What was it? Galena, probably prior to that. But, you know, all of the base metals, all that suite now is, you know, really in vogue. Um, we're seeing that with the high prices. 
we're seeing that with the new technologies that are being developed and we're seeing that with the new applications of these metals to those technologies so you know moving forward um we certainly think the prices will stay strong yeah okay now the uh the drilling program when does it uh, kick off uh, so it'll be Q4 this year, so that's calendar year. So running into Christmas, um, that's when we are planning to be on site. Mm-hmm. And likely duration, do you think? Um, probably two, probably two to three months um, initially. So this is stage one. I mean, you know, as we go, we will be doing the the geophys work, and that will inform the next stage of the stage of drilling and where we drill holes next. So you know, but initially, um, two to three months is what we're planning. Right. Okay. And. God only knows how long it will take to get results out of assay labs, but so we should be looking for first results, what, March, April next year? Look, we're looking at uh, as doing it as we go. Um, you know, we will be reporting visuals as we drill. Um, the East Coast labs aren't quite as uh, long lead time as over here. Um, you know, they're still not uh, quick turnarounds though, per se, but, you know, we will be reporting as we go, uh, visuals and assaying as we go as well. Okay. Uh, New South Wales... Uh has a bit of a reputation in the mining industry for being sometimes a difficult place to get approvals for. But I was just wondering, what's the lay of the land at uh, Halls Peak? Are we talking farming land or is it bush? Uh... No, it's crown land and um, and forestry. Um, so, you know, as I say, most recently there was drilling there in 2016. All our permitting um, is currently in with all the regulators over there. I mean, you know, it's like anything, right? Mm. There's a process to follow. You need to do that. We've brought in, um, you know, Ostwide, who do our tenement management. So we've brought those guys in to assist in managing that process. And, you know, as long as we as long as long we do the right thing, um, which is obviously on us as a business, um, you know, it will be fine. Yeah. And in terms of infrastructure, you couldn't be in a better place compared to, say, Outback WA? Yeah, I mean, yes and no, right? I mean, it's um, it, it's pretty easily easy to get to. Um, you know, it's you know a couple of hours from Armadale. Um, it's just over the back from Hillgrove, the gold and timony um, mine. So there is mining in the area. People are familiar with mining and exploration, um, and access is good, as you say. So let's uh, switch focus now to Amman. Um, you've got uh, a number of concessions there. Um, firstly, tell us about. Oman's prospectivity and its open openness to foreign mining investment. Yeah, so if you look at, uh, at where our projects are located, Block 4 and Block 5, there's a massive like mineral endowment there and lots of copper prospects and, and projects, right? So, you know, we're fortunate that in Block 5, we have a jork resource um, of about 800,000 tonnes at over 3% copper. Um, it's near surface. You know, it's a VMS style, so, you know, it's like quite potty in nature. Uh, we've recently done a prospectivity report, which was um, done by a consultant of ours, and, you know, that identifies quite a number of targets um, moving forward for us. But, you know, it's important over there. We've got JV partners that, you know, you can do the business and, you know, you can bring people in to assist you. And, look, you know, we like the project in Oman. It's, it's fine. But guess what? It is in Oman. You know, we are here in Australia. And, you know, Hall's Peak for us is the focus right now. And if COVID's taught us anything, it's taught us that Australian investors like Australian projects and Australian companies. Now, in Oman, we're doing work there. We have a team on the ground, local geologists, local JV partners. Um, so that's ticking along quite nicely. Um, obviously, it would be great that we get to the situation and the position where we can actually start mining at Block 5. 
Um, that's not right now, but we're investigating all the commercial opportunities around that. Okay, at Block 5, you mentioned VMS, so they tend to occur in clusters. So I take it uh, you've got other targets there beyond that uh, 800,000 tonnes at 3.4% copper you've already got in resources? Uh, yeah, correct. There's there's multiple targets there. So I guess the idea is that you have four or five um, small sort of poddy, um, you know, resources and you have some sort of central processing facility. That would be ideal. The interesting thing to say about Block 5 is that in that whole trend and all the other operators and owners around there is that Block 5 is the highest grade. I mean, typically, you know, they're, they're about 1.1, 1.2, which isn't exactly low grade, but, you know, for us, we are the highest grade. So it puts us in a premium position that, you know, when it comes to processing, you know, there's, mm. there's potential to, to do some good business with partners over there for sure. Now, we, we should, of course, mention there have been some uh, issues around Block 4. What are those and uh, are they of concern? So um, Block 5 hosts the resources that we have, the dual-compliant resources. So Block 4, um, you know, isn't as prospective and it never has been. Uh, the government recently stated that they were putting, putting it out for public tender. Now, there's a new mining law uh, in Oman um, at the moment and, you know, I guess we're a bit of a test case there. So they have um, offered us the block back and we're currently in negotiations as far as what those fees should be because, you know, if you look at our recent announcement, it explains all this. But, you know, the fees that they've proposed there, we feel are a little bit onerous. So we're in discussion with them. And look, they're open to talk, right? Um, you know, I think a lot of it is to do with the fact that they're not used to dealing with, um, you know, foreign companies that are remote. So, you know, we're, we're having the chat with them right now and we'll update the market as we uh, get results. Mm. Um, well, I guess the good news there is that uh, we're talking public tenders and mining laws and open to talk. So uh, it's not as if uh, they're turning their back on the industry. It uh, sounds Correct. like they're, they're doing the best to encourage investment. Correct. They are, right? It's just, you know, I guess... There is a, a bureaucracy over there, which we perhaps don't see here in a hierarchy and a, and a way of doing things. And as I say, this new mining law, they're applying it maybe in a different way than they did previously. But it's positive that they want to bring in foreign investment. Um, and, you know, for us, that's good. We're happy to deal with them um, and we will get to a reasonable resolution, I'm sure. Mm. And it's not as if uh, mining companies can't have success in uh, the Middle East. I can remember a little... ASX listed company called Citadel, which was a penny dreadful, but developed a uh, copper project in Saudi Arabia. Um, ended up being taken over by Equinox for $1.3 billion in 2011. So it's a, a copper rich part of the world. And if you can get in and develop it, there's value to be had there. Yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, that's a good example. And, you know, as I say, we are remote at the moment, but having the, you know, having our, um, our people on the ground over there is important. And you know, it's just about doing the business because, as you say, it's a it's a very rich area from, you know, um, a metal endowment perspective. Um, so, you know, we're happy to, to keep going there at the moment and um, we'll see where it takes us. So uh, bring it all together for us. What should investors be looking out for before, uh, before the end of the year? So? so the key focus for us right now is Hall's Peak. Um, as I say, the Stage 1 drill program is going to be in the final quarter of this year. Um, that is, for us, you know, we look at these targets and we look at the opportunity there and it's potentially transformational for us as a business. 
mm-hmm. you know, looking at these type of deposits, these SEDEX, these SEDEX style deposits, you know, they're typically large. Um, you know, we understand that there's near surface mineralization, which has been proven um, back over 100 years. Uh, it's about looking at that depth potential. And, you know, the targets are big, right? So we've got to get in there and do that. Um, I think people are going to get very excited. And as I say, for us, we see it as transformational. But, you know, as a business, we do have Oman and we're working on that. And we're also looking at other project acquisitions and assets. I mean, you know, for us as a, a team, you know, Halls Peak and Oman are great starter assets. They're good cornerstone assets. But, you know, we want to grow this business. Um, mm-hmm. We want to grow this business into this critical minerals focused um, business and that industry is certainly very relevant at the moment. Yeah, I mentioned uh, what you've got in the basket uh, so far, so I guess one that stands out that's missing there is nickel. Any interest in uh, nickel? Yeah, look, we, we continually are doing project evaluation and, you know, our team is, is you know, technically um, focused, but we're all commercial. We've all got strong commercial experience. So, you know, the project has to be right. You know, we don't want to mine the market per se. You know, we want to acquire good assets which add value to the business. And, you know, I'd love to get to the point where we've got a project pipeline and we've got three or four high quality assets there, um, which we can sort of develop at different stages. And that's the that's the aim. So nickel certainly not out of the question um, at all. So anything in the base metal space we love right now. Right. And primarily Australia? As I say, Australia is uh, is the focus, and I think you know we're seeing that that Australian investors do like Australian assets in uh, ASX listed companies, right? So that is it for now. I mean, we are looking um, overseas. I have some pretty good contacts over in Canada and the US, and you know that's down the track. Um, but I think bolstering our position as an Australian-based, Australian-focused resource company um, is the starting point for us. And of course, we've got Oman there, but Let's try and add some more Australian assets into the basket. Okay, folks, there we go. A company on the move um, and a very interesting exploration program to look out for towards the end of the year and what may come of Oman uh, next year. Big uh, copper potential over there, obviously. And uh, perhaps some additions to the portfolio as time goes by. So with that, I'm going to thank Alex. Alex, thanks for your time today. Good luck with it all and we'll watch with interest. Barry, thank you for your time too.